0: Columbia, South Carolina. Kevin Ingram, affectionately known as Kev or Ki, he now joins us. After Vanderbilt has now ripped off three wins
1: in a row. Kevin, what's up? Oh, not a lot. Uh, I thought you were having me on because it's Valentine's Day.
0: Well, and we wanted to wish you a yes, very spread the love, very Kevin.
1: happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> and the same to you. Every time you say like strike and spare fun center, I think you're going to be you know, out. You know, bowling a few frames and, you know, just pausing to do the show You know, when, it, when it's not your turn.
2: We have done but that. But, so say, we've done that before. You just called us on the wrong day, Kevin. But, yeah, we we've done that <laughs> we've before. We've done it.
0: Not too long ago. Yeah, just Lanes. there. Just over there. Yep. That's right. Uh, did you yeah, take you, care if, of business? Go ahead.
1: Oh, I was going to say, if you had if seen me at, at Plaza's Bowling event a few weeks ago. Uh, I don't think you'd probably be inviting me to come bowl anytime soon.
0: <laughs> yeah, wasn't my best stuff either, man. You know, I just was like, no. in the name of charity, we'll just keep keep good positive attitude in the name of charity because I I was I sucked.
1: Yeah, yeah. I did have my own bowling ball. I, I, me I too. It off out of the garage and brought it over, and that didn't seem to help a whole lot. But it, you know, it looked impressive when I rolled up from the parking lot. Let
0: me tell you something, Kev. When I walk in with the bowling ball and the bag. I yeah. look the part, man. Really? I do. Yeah, you kind Official. of like all airport. Like, you can hear people whispering when I walk in. It's just, you hope that they don't see me actually on the lane, you know? Right. This is all entrance. <laughs> when you enter, it's you get a lot of talk. And then once you roll, it's like, oh,
1: okay. Yeah. No. Prop. Okay. It was a prop. Uh, not exactly bigger and McCracken, you know, or anything like that.
0: <laughs> Did you take care of business before you left town with the wife? What are you talking with the wife? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Right. Uh, you know, card and, and uh, candy. And actually, we needed a new coffee maker. And it may not sound like the most romantic gift, but it was actually very well received, especially when you throw in a couple of nice bags of coffee. So, yeah, it worked out well. It's called
0: practical. When you've been together for a long time, right? it's called practical. It's that married yeah, you know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, when you've been married 16 years, uh, you, you know, it, it practical is very much appreciated.
0: Absolutely. Um i got to be honest, I don't think any of us really saw this coming, but wow, has this team turned things around since that Alabama loss? That was a heck of a win on Saturday in Gainesville against Florida.
1: Yeah, Darren, it really was, and this team's played well over these last three games. It's funny, the conversation we're having today versus the one we were having last Tuesday when Tennessee was coming to town, and uh, yeah, it's been really fun. I guess it was last Wednesday, I kind of lose track here, but um it's been fun seeing these guys have the success and you can you can feel the confidence growing with this group and uh you know jerry stackhouse it feels like he's settled on a rotation of guys that's really working well and it starts in number 21 liam robbins uh won an sec player of the week yesterday and well deserved he was awesome against florida uh he came out and he felt like he was uh, had something to prove i think against colin castleton both those guys had really good games william had 32 and 10 and Four blocks and hit three threes, including a dagger down the stretch. And I mean, he those, those guys just came out, and it was a war from the very beginning of the game. And uh, it was really fun to watch. But you, you had a lot of good performances in that game, and you know, of course, you had the, the buzzer beater by Tyron Lawrence to knock off Tennessee, and what felt like a signature win for this team. And now you're kind of having a, a little different conversation with Vanderbilt sitting at six and six in SEC play, and you know, the, the schedule in front of them was still a few games left and the chance to to finish at or above 500 in confidence play so dude, there's some potentially some really good things ahead but this is a big game tonight here in columbia
0: i saw him do the interview after the game Man, he's impressive to listen talk i was like man we need to get him on the show
1: <laughs> he's he yeah, I'm sure really a good ha- talker ha- ha- come hang with you. yeah he he is he's a really uh, really interesting guy You know, he's had a couple of stops in his college career played at drake and in minnesota and then has uh, found a home here at vanderbilt for a couple seasons and you know, he was out for a little bit with a foot injury and he came back against Alabama and, and and yeah, even in talking to him, he said, Yeah, I started to feel a little more like myself in the second half against Alabama. Then he had a good game against Ole Miss, a double double. He played really well against Tennessee and then that, that monster game at Florida on Saturday.
0: You know, we have Vince Ferrara join us every week and he's kinda had fun with us the last couple of weeks, basically pointed out every every guy that he interviews for the pregame show. Uh, They Uh end up having a monster game. Do you have any streak like that going? Did you interview (laughs) Robbins for the pregame show? I mean, do you have anything like that going?
1: Uh, Well, let's see. I interviewed Ezra Magnon uh, before Saturday's game at Florida. He had eight assists and no turnovers and 11 points. Okay. So maybe that bodes well. That's good. Um, I did interview Liam before the Tennessee game, um, and he he had a nice game that day. Um, I got Jordan Wright before today's game. And uh, we'll see how that turns out. And you know, he's guys kind of been a little bit of an unsung hero in, in these games. He had ten points and ten rebounds and hit a three against Florida. So, um, and and I think he's enjoying this stretch too. You know, he's been around this program for a long time and had not tasted any success against Tennessee. So to get that win was, I think, more important or meaningful for him than maybe anybody else around. But yeah, uh, maybe maybe Jordan Wright is tonight's pick to click.
0: All right, I like that. We'll see. Let's keep that in mind. We'll tuck that one away and see if it plays out. So I know you're not an NBA scout. But watching Liam Robbins up close and personal, is he a guy who's going to play at the next level, Kevin?
1: Uh yeah, I'm not often confused with like Marty Blake or anybody like that, but um, I, I could I could see Liam's going to make some money somewhere now, okay. whether it's in the NBA or, or it's you know overseas Europe, or whatever. Okay. He's definitely going to play some professional basketball because you, you got a seven footer who can prevent or who can present the matchup problems that he does. Where, where he separates himself from a lot of big guys is that he can really shoot from the outside. Pop in the threes, uh, man. Yeah, yeah, he can hit threes, and he hasn't shot nearly as many threes this year, it feels like, as he did last season, but he's developed his game way beyond what we've seen in, you know, the, the first season that he played last year. And, and where he's hitting these fadeaways and the pain, little mid-range shots, and, and more than just a, a move and a jump hook or a three-pointer he's shown a, a lot more versatility offensively this year and, and on the other end shot blocking he's among the sec leaders there had four more of them on saturday and um has racked up 64 this season so um you know he's done well there he shot free throws well so yeah it, it feels like he's definitely going to have an opportunity to uh make some money somewhere whether it's in the league or overseas but yeah i, I could see him getting a look uh, in, in the nba so yeah, we'll just kind of see how the rest of the season plays out. But, man, he's playing as well as anybody in the league right now.
0: How? What has what been Stack's message to this team? Because, you know, you don't want to be standings watching, right, because that's a dangerous game. I mean, the Predators last night were hosting Arizona. They're an awful team. And, you know, I know that's professional sports, but, you know, if you don't come to play, uh, you can lose on any given night. This team's sitting, you know, at or near the bottom in the SEC standings. They're not they have been particularly good this year. This is a game when you're playing well, you should win even if it is on the road. So, what's been his message, you know, is he throwing out, you know, trap game? I don't, I don't know. What what is he talking <laughs> with the guys about or to the media about going into this contest?
1: I uh, I think um I think it's very much that this game is really important. And, you know, like you say, any team is capable. And South Carolina won at Ole Miss the other day. They had lost eight in a row, and they won that one. And their only other SEC win, actually, was in Lexington against Kentucky last month. So uh, they had had a stretch for first-year coach Lamont-Paris Lamont where they had uh, not tasted a lot of success. But, you know, you, you got some capable players on there. I think Meachie Johnson is a really nice player. The, the transfer from Ohio State, the guard. and um, You know, the, the interesting thing for that team is G.G. Is G. Jackson, who – got off to a fantastic start he's a true freshman from right here in columbia uh but has not played has not been in the starting lineup has not played nearly as much the last couple games and he went on social media and voiced his displeasure about some of that stuff and you kind of wonder what's going on there but yeah they have some some capable guys like a lot of teams they've built with some uh transfers from various places and um i i think Any game in this league, if you get a win against the Southeastern Conference team, you can feel good about yourself. But, you know, Vanderbilt, you're talking about a three game win streak and, you know, trying to climb up in the standings and get over 500 in SEC play. There's a lot to play for for this team tonight.
2: Kevin, I wanted to ask you about uh, the talk coming out of uh, Jerry Stackhouse. Last time we spoke to you, Jerry Stackhouse was talking about, well, if we could just get over five hundred, I think we'd be good. Now, when I listened to him after the last game, he was talking about getting to the tournament. He was starting to lay out the resume of the team for being a bubble team to get into the tournament. Here, uh, what, what do you, what's your assessment of that?
1: Well, you know, I think look, you're sitting at six and six, and you're 13 and 12 overall. Um, there's a couple games you wish you had back if you go back to non-conference play, but uh, on the flip side of that, they played a very difficult non-conference schedule. A lot of teams they've played are either first or second in their league. Um, you, you look back and the win over Pittsburgh, feels like a win that keeps on giving. They're leading the ACC as we speak, and you, know, you, you look at strength of schedule. Vanderbilt's played the, the toughest schedule in the SEC. But, you know, in terms of trying to get to the NCAA tournament, you're just going to have to win almost every game down the stretch here to get that done. But you look at the, what's remaining on the schedule, and you feel like, hey, we've got a shot in any game you play, if, if you look at the remaining teams, we've got Alabama where we want them off the schedule for for the rest of February. Um, and that, that's, an, you know, the the old Lee Corso joke from back in the day. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I I think if, if we, Tim Thompson and I were talking about these these very scenarios, let's let's say you have a lot of success in the stretch run here in these last six games. You Can you play yourself into the conversation where, you know, if you went to the SEC tournament and you won a game or two there, you're right squarely on the bubble. I mean, you know, stranger things have happened. Uh, they're not really in that conversation yet. If you, if you look at Joe Linardi and the projections and all that stuff, but you win a few more here, then you start to maybe get a little chatter about that. And, and you start to, and, and again, it starts with South Carolina tonight and you don't want to, look past any of this or look ahead or anything like that but if you can win some basketball games you definitely uh i think still have a chance this team does
2: speaking of south carolina they're kind of uh starting over here this year sort of a rebuilt reset year with a a first year head coach who had a lot of success uh at ut chattanooga but so far has uh i guess not found his players is that what's really happening there in columbia
1: yeah it's like any it feels like every one of these teams, when you look up and down the roster, there, there aren't very many guys who are sort of homegrown players that have, you know, been your recruits that have come in and played and been there for a while. I mean, okay, you look, you look at who all they have. Chico Carter played at Murray state. Michi Johnson played at Ohio state. Hayden Brown, who's been one of their starters played at the Citadel. Uh, You look at Benjamin Bozeman's Verdock. He played for some good Illinois teams. Josh Gray came from LSU. Uh, And and those are your regular guys, but uh, it, when you're in a situation like this, I think if you're Lamont Paris, you're just trying to build your culture as much as anything in the first season and sort of establish, okay, here's what I'm going to be about. And um, you, you hope to add some good parts along the way, and uh, I'm sure they've uh, been out to, trying to see, you know, as everybody will, what we can get in the portal, but most importantly, you know, what you might get along the traditional recruiting route. So, yeah, it, sometimes it just takes a while and – uh Gosh, you look down the hallway at South Carolina, and the South Carolina women's team has got it going on. They're like in full-on oh, well, dynasty that's mode. Gonna, that's yeah. how I was going to end it. I was like, thank <laughs>
0: goodness they're playing the men's team tonight.
1: <laughs> I was looking up in the rafters earlier, and you see like four Final Four banners, and two of them are national champions uh, from just you know the last handful of seasons. And you know, South Carolina's men went to the Final Four in 2017, but – yeah, uh, Don Staley, I'm, I'm sure if Lamont Paris needs some inspiration, he maybe can just walk down and talk to her for a little bit and uh, say, hey, how you doing it here? And uh, she's done a great job. And they just had a big game against LSU on Sunday when they, they waxed the uh, previously unbeaten Tigers uh, here in, in Columbia.
2: Uh, for, th- for the Commodores here, three of their next four, uh, you could argue here, are games in theory that they're supposed to win. Uh, how important is this handling – the things that are already handed to you in a way. I mean, I know no game is a gimme. Don't get me wrong, uh, but you know, winning these games where you are obviously, you would think, be the favorite to win against South Carolina, favorite to win against LSU, and probably even a favorite to win against against Florida and and some of the other teams that have struggled a little bit.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I I, I don't. I don't really necessarily look at it like you know you're you're supposed to win these games. I think, I think you kind of look at them, and say they're good opportunities to win. Hmm. Um, you know, if, if you're Alabama and you're looking at the schedule, you say, okay, we should win all these games. But you know, if, if you're beyond maybe the top couple teams in the SEC, you know, all these games are going to be a battle, and they really are for Alabama too, for that matter, at times. But uh, yeah, I, I think there are definitely some good opportunities. You look at this stretch run of the season, you know, as you described, you got. South Carolina tonight. You'll be at home for Auburn. That'll be tough. And then LSU next week. Florida at home. Uh, you alternate home and road games at Kentucky and then Mississippi State at home to uh, to finish up the regular season. So yeah, six more to play here. And uh, sitting at five hundred in the SEC, and you feel like you got some chances in front of you.
0: Kevin, good stuff. Really appreciate the visit. Enjoy the game. Hopefully, uh, Coach Stackhouse and the Commodores can pick up their fourth win. In a row, and boy, that'll set up a fun Saturday night at Memorial Gym mm-hmm. when Bruce Pearl and the Auburn Tigers come to town. Thanks
1: for doing this. Oh, anytime. Yeah, looking for a first four game win streak since uh, February of 2017. Mm. So uh, hopefully the Commodores can get wow. it done. Uh, it'll be a 5:30 Central time start.
0: 5 30 Central time start. There you go. Kevin Ingram on the call. Appreciate him joining us. We are wide open. The